Welcome to today's program, and I want to say thank you for letting me come right into your space. It means so much to me that you would make time to be with me every day. And today, you and I are going to go to James chapter 5 and begin a brand new series called Getting the Basics Right. And the basics are biblical guidelines for money, relationships, prayer, and dealing with wayward believers, friends, or loved ones. It is just jam-packed with insights from James chapter 5, and it comes with a study guide. Friends, I want to encourage you to order yours today so you can really get this teaching from God's Word down deep inside of you. And right now, we're also offering you my book, which is called Signs You'll See Just Before Jesus Comes. People often say, how do we know if we're really close to the coming of Jesus? Well, Jesus gave us signs that we would see just before he comes. And that's why this book is called Signs You'll See Just Before Jesus Comes. And if you'd like to know how close we are to the end of the age, order this book because it will really give you the answers that you're seeking. And remember that when you become a partner with our ministry, and a partner is anyone who financially regularly supports our ministry to help us take this teaching to people all over the world. I just saw a list of all the nations that are tuning in to receive from the teaching of God's Word on this program. Do you know why they're receiving this teaching? Because of partners. Partners financially put fuel in the tank, which enables us to take this teaching to people all over the world. And it's so amazing to me that without you ever moving from where you are, you don't even have to get out of your chair just by going online or by giving us a call to give a gift and become a partner. You can reach beyond your own world to do something for somebody else. And we all need to do something for somebody else. And if this program is a blessing to you, there's an opportunity for you to make it be a blessing to somebody else. When you become a partner, you help us take this signal to people everywhere. And the moment you become a partner, we're going to send you my book called Life in the Combat Zone. The subtitle says, How to Survive, Thrive, and Overcome in the Midst of Difficult Situations. And we're going to send you Denise's book called The Gift of Forgiveness. We always send these two books to anyone who becomes a part of our partner family. And when we call you a partner, we really mean you are our partner. And please remember that if you need anyone to pray with you about anything right now, give us a call or send us an email. The moment the phone rings or your email shows up in our inbox, we're going to release our faith for God to show up in your life and do something mighty. We will believe him to do that, and he will. But I'll be back in just a moment. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. My friend, reach for your Bible because we always use the Bible in this program. And by the way, we're believing for a revival of the Bible to come to the church. But today we're going to be going to James chapter 5, and we're going to see right and wrong dealings with money. And the reason James addresses this subject is because the believers that he is writing to have been scattered abroad all over the eastern lands of the Mediterranean Sea due to persecution. They've been kicked out of their homes. They've lost their jobs. They've lost their finances, and they're suffering on many, many levels. And many of them have been reemployed 
But whereas before they were prosperous, now they have very low-level jobs that pay very, very little, and they feel they're being treated unjustly. And James is now going to address right and wrong dealings with money. But before we go to James chapter 5, I want to quote the Apostle Paul in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10, where he says, the love of money is the root of all evil. He does not say money is the problem. He says it is the love of money that is the root of all evil. And when you have a love of money, it causes you to do things that you should not do. And now when we come to James chapter 5, we find that masters and employers are not treating their employees correctly. And listen to what James says, beginning in James chapter 5, verse 1. Go to now, you rich men, weep and howl for your miseries that shall come upon you. That's pretty powerful. Then he says in verse 2, your riches are corrupted and your garments are moth-eaten. Verse 3, your gold and silver is cankered and the rest of them shall be a witness against you and shall eat your flesh as it were fire. You've heaped treasure together for the last days. Verse 4, behold the hire of the laborers who have reaped down your fields, which is of you kept back by fraud, crieth. And the cries of them which have reaped are entered into the ears of the Lord of Sabaoth. Verse 5, you've lived in pleasure on the earth. You've been wanton. You've nourished your hearts as in a day of slaughter. And then in verse 6, he adds, you've condemned and killed the just, and he doth not resist you. These are amazing verses which many Bible teachers are afraid to touch because they're so filled with so many questions, but we need to see what God has to say on these issues. But let's go back to James 5, verse 1, where James begins by saying, Go to now, ye rich men. The words go to now in Greek is age noon. The word age is from the word ago, which means I lead. The word noon means right now. Together as a phrase, it means let me help lead you now on a very important subject. And he's addressing rich men. The word rich that is used in this verse is the Greek word plusias. It describes vast wealth, extreme riches, incredible abundance. This very word plusias was used by Plato to describe the legendary wealth of King Midas so we're talking about extremely wealthy people. That is who he is addressing in this verse. And he tells them they need to weep and howl for your miseries that shall come upon you. The word weep, the Greek word klio, literally means to weep, to wail, to shed tears. It could even be translated sob. The word howl means to bewail or to lament. It expresses feelings too deep for words, one that is just wailing and wailing. And then it goes on to say, for your miseries. And guess what? This word miseries is a Greek word which describes a person that is totally calloused and insensitive to the needs of others. And James is saying to these people, your situation is so miserable. You're calloused. You're insensitive to the needs of others and particularly insensitive to the needs of those that are working for you. You need to weep. You need to howl because something's going to come up on you. And when he says upon, in Greek it is the word epi, which means right on top of. And when it comes, it will cover you. This will be devastating. Then he adds in verse 2, your riches are corrupted 
and your garments are moth-eaten. But when you read this in Greek, it says, ho plutos human. That word human is really, really important because it tells us James is not addressing all rich people. He's addressing rich people who financially abuse those who work for them. He's speaking to one particular category of rich people. All rich people do not fit into this category, but he's speaking to abusers. And he says, you are riches. And again, the Greek says, ho plutos human. It has a definite article with the word plutos. It means the riches of yours. He's speaking to one particular category of people, those who do not financially compensate their employees correctly. The riches of yours, remember who he's talking to, are corrupted. The word corrupted means they're rotten. Wow. And this word corrupted is from the Greek word sepo. And guess what? It's where we get the word for sepsis, which is a life-threatening infection that triggers a chain reaction through the body and that without treatment can rapidly lead to tissue damage, organ failure, and death. And James is really saying that when you treat people wrongly, it will release all kinds of corruption and disease in your own life. There's always a payback. Remember the law of sowing and reaping. And when you don't deal with people correctly financially, it comes back to you. And here we find the word separate where we get the word for sepsis. And then he says, your garments are moth-eaten. And the word garments, the Greek word hematian, describes the exquisite, brightly colored, beaded, posh, outer garments that were popular among rich and Roman, rich Greeks and Romans, and it was a status symbol. So here they are decking themselves out. Every time you see them, you understand what brand they're wearing. These are very wealthy individuals wearing posh clothing. And he says, those clothes are moth-eaten. Then he says in verse 3, your gold and silver is cankered and the rust of them shall be a witness against you and shall eat your flesh as it were fire. You've heaped treasure together for the last days. The word gold here is the Greek word krusos, which describes the very finest kind of gold, pure gold. But notice it says your gold. And in Greek, again, it has the word human, the gold of you. He's not speaking to everybody that has money. He's not speaking to everybody that has gold. He's speaking to one particular group of people who are not compensating their employees correctly. He says the gold of you, your particular gold. And then he adds silver. The word silver, the Greek word arguros, it refers to money of any kind. Your money, your silver your cash, and the rust of them shall be a witness against you. The word witness that is used here is derived from the Greek word martus, and the word martus is one who is summoned to testify in a court of law. First-hand testimony and evidence presented in a legal case in a court of law, and now James says, your gold and your silver is going to be called as a witness, but wait, he says, shall be a witness against you. And the word against is the Greek word ice. This word ice means it's going to enter or it will be admitted into. And here we have a picture of their wealth being summoned upon, being admitted to a court of law, being put on a witness stand to testify against the owners. That's amazing.
He says the wealth you have, the gold, the silver, and the rust of them will be admitted to the court of law to testify against you. This will be the primary evidence to bring judgment against you. And then he adds in verse 3, and shall eat your flesh as it were fire. The word eat, the Greek word phago, it means to eat, to consume, to devour. It says shall eat your flesh. And guess what? Again, the Greek has the word human, shall eat the flesh of you, is what the Greek says. Again, he's not speaking to everybody who is an employer. He's not speaking to every wealthy person. He is speaking to wealthy people who abuse their positions and do not correctly compensate those who work for them. And he says, the flesh of you. He's speaking to one particular category of individual. The flesh of you, it shall eat as fire. The word as in Greek is the word hos. It means similar to just like fire. The word fire, the Greek word pur, which depicts a burning fire with its twisting, swirling, whirling, flickering flames that bend, twist, turn, and arch upward. And here, this fire is pictured burning and consuming and eating their flesh. My friend, this is a very strong warning to those who do not correctly compensate their employees. And then he adds in verse 3, you've heaped treasure together for the last days. And when he says you've heaped treasure together, it's a form of the Greek word thesaurus. The word thesaurus is a Greek word which describes a treasure a treasure chamber, or a place of safekeeping where riches and fortunes are kept. And here, it means to accumulate and store away vast amounts of treasure. So it's not that they didn't have the money to pay their employees. They just had chosen not to correctly compensate them. And again, in Greek, it does not refer to every category of person that has wealth, but it refers to a specific category of people who have wealth and could have treated their employees better and did not. That is who James is addressing in this verse. And he says, you've heaped treasure together for the last days. The word last is the Greek word hekestas. The word days is the plural version of the Greek word himera. The word hekestas, which is translated last, points to the ultimate end of a thing like the final port or last stopping off point for a long journey. The word himiras, which here is plural, refers to a day. But when you put the two words together, it could point to the last part of a person's journey on earth, the end of their life or their senior years, or the phrase hekestas really could point to the last days in terms of eschatology. But it seems that James is writing to very wealthy people who are accumulating wealth and accumulating wealth, wanting to make sure they're going to be well taken care of in the senior years of their life, but they're not compensating people correctly. And in fact, when you see what James says in verse 4, it's quite shocking. He says, Behold, the hire of the laborers who have reaped down your fields, which is of you kept back by fraud, crieth. But he begins verse 4 with the word behold. The word behold, the Greek word edu, it carries a sense of bewilderment, shock, amazement, wonder. Wow, it is amazing. James is amazed by their behavior. He says the hire of the laborers and the word hire in Greek is homistos. 
It has a definite article, and the word mistos is the word for reward, pay, wages, or compensation. But because it has a definite article, it means you would translate it, the salaries, the wages, the compensation, and this would not refer to the salaries, wages, or compensation of everyone, but it's referring to one particular group of people that are not being compensated correctly. Many people are compensated correctly, but he's referring to those that are not being paid correctly. And he says their wages, the wagers, the hire, the compensation of the laborers. And the word laborers in Greek refers to a workman, a laborer, or an employee. He says the very ones that have reaped down your fields, the Greek says the fields of you. He's addressing this one particular group that is not correctly compensating those that work for them. And he says, you reap down your fields, which of you is kept back by fraud. This word fraud in Greek literally means to deprive, to keep back, to cheat, to defraud, or to rob what rightfully belongs to someone else. And guess what? In Greek, again, it has the word human, which means your fraud, you in particular, and points to the fact that these words are not directed toward every employer, but to a particular category of employers who are wronging their employees. Then he says in verse 4, Behold, the hire of the laborers who have reaped down your fields, which of you is kept back by fraud. Listen to this. Crieth. That word crieth, the Greek word kradzo, which means to scream, to yell, to exclaim, to cry out at the top of one's voice. It's a loud outburst of emotions and the cries of them which have reaped are entered into the ears of the Lord of Sabaoth. This is very, very powerful, my friend. God hears all kinds of things. And now James says, when people are not paid correctly, it goes into the ears of God. God hears this injustice. And actually, when you study scripture, you find that God hears all kinds of things. For example, we know from Genesis 4, verse 10, that God hears the cry of shed blood. Listen to what Genesis 4:10 says. And God said, what hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. God could hear the cry of shed blood. God hears the cry of sin. We know that from Genesis 18, 20 to 21. And the Lord said, behold, the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great because their sin is very grievous. I will go down now and see whether they've done altogether according to the cry of it. God could hear the cry of sin. We know from Genesis 3, verse 7, God hears the cry of his people when they are suffering. It says, and the Lord said, I've certainly seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt, and I've heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. And now in James 5, verse 4, we hear that God hears the cry of injustice when people are not compensated correctly. He really hears that. Listen to what it says. Behold the hire of the laborers who have reaped down your fields, which of you is kept back by fraud. The hire, what you pay them is crying out. And it says the cries of them which have reaped are entered into the ears of the Lord of Sabaoth. My friends, this is very serious because Sabaoth describes heaven's armies. 
Lord Sabaoth is the Lord of the armies, which means God is about to release his forces to those who are doling out injustice. Lord Sabaoth is going to come on the scene to set things right. Then he says in verse 5, you've lived in pleasure on the earth and have been wanton. You've nourished your hearts as in a day of slaughter. Lived in pleasure is a Greek word which means to lead a luxurious life, to live self-indulgently. The word wanton is a Greek word which means to live extravagantly, to indulge in luxury, to live wastefully, to live with no indulgent restrictions. It really means lewd living. He says you've nourished your hearts. The word nourished means you've nourished yourself, fed yourself, fattened yourself, enlarged your hearts. And notice he says, your hearts, and again we have the word human, this is not everybody's hearts. He is speaking just to those employers that have doled out injustice. The hearts of you in particular would be a very good translation. And then in verse 6, you've condemned and you've killed the just. The word killed here, a form of the Greek word phaneo, which means to kill, to murder, to commit homicide intentional murder or slaughter. It doesn't intentionally mean physical murder, but it's slaughtering people, not treating people correctly. And he says, you've killed the just. In just, it has a definite article. It says, ton dikaion. The definite article means you would translate the just one, the upright, the one who has done right and is right in the sight of God. He's working to the best of his ability and yet you're not correctly compensating that individual. And then James adds, and yet God does not resist you. That is amazing, the mercy and the patience of God. The word not is the Greek word ouk. It is emphatic, the strongest form of the word not. The word resist, the Greek word antitasomai, which means to stand against or to set one's self against someone else or something else. And James now says, in spite of these rich men who could do better and they are not, in spite of that fact, God has not set himself against them. God is giving them time to repent. God is willing that everybody should repent. But here he addresses employers, and he says, if you have the ability to do good and you're not doing it, you're wrong. Don't consume it all on yourself. Remember, there's a God in heaven whose name is Lord Sabaoth, and if you don't deal right with your employees, he will come with his armies to set things in order. Now that is a very serious text to anyone who owns a business or to anyone who is an employer. And my friends, if you're employed and you feel that you're not being paid correctly and compensated as you should be, just remember your salary is crying and it's going into the ears of the Lord. He is not ignorant about what you're going through. He's well aware and God is going to move on your behalf. I'll be back in just a moment and I'm going to pray for you. Do you struggle to know the answers to basic questions that come up in life? In this five-part series, Getting the Basics Right, Rick Renner will share what you should do if you are financially not being compensated correctly, to keep yourself encouraged when you feel surrounded by discouragement, to live free from bitterness and stay out of the retribution and vengeance business. If you need to be anointed with oil because you're sick, 
to intercede for the deliverance of a friend or family member who has wandered spiritually. This series will equip you to get the basics right on vital, everyday issues and problems. Available in digital or physical formats, starting at just $10. This series contains essential information every believer should know. And today we're also offering you the book, Signs You'll See Just Before Jesus Comes. Scaring people with Bible prophecy should not be our goal. But God in His great love has chosen to inform us explicitly about the last days so that we can be prepared. In this book, Rick Renner gives the signs you'll see just before Jesus comes. You'll learn where we are on God's timetable, what specific signs we'll see to let us know we're coming to the end of the age, the final and ultimate sign that Jesus is about to come again, and so much more. This important and informative book can be yours for only $15. Don't delay ordering the five-part series, Getting the Basics Right, and the book, Signs You'll See Just Before Jesus Comes. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. Hey friends, this is Rick Renner and right now, I'm standing in what's going to be the future studio for our television ministry in Moscow, Russia. Who would have ever believed that we would be broadcasting the Word of God from Moscow to the ends of the earth, but that's exactly what's happening. Romans 10:18 says their words will go into all the world, their voice to the ends of the earth, and it's really happening. And my friends, we're constructing the studio. Look at it. The walls are starting to go up. And within just two weeks, this entire building will be standing with the roof, the doors, the windows, everything. And then the work begins on the interior. And I get so excited thinking that right where I'm standing is where I'm going to be seated looking into the camera to teach the Word of God to people all over the world who are crying out and who are saying, God, please send us someone with teaching that we can trust. I believe that's our assignment. Proverbs 10:21 says, the lips of the righteous feed many. And I know our job is to feed many the Word of God, and we do it because of the anointing and because of your help as partners. Thank you for being part of the giving team that's making this come to pass. And if you're not already a part of the giving team, please, would you pray about joining us to help us make this dream become a reality? We're off to a good start, but we need to finish and we need as many people as possible to participate. So I welcome you to our giving team and I thank you in advance for everything that you're going to do. My friend, we have covered so much material today, and it may be that you've never heard this particular material ever covered before, but it's just a little taste of everything that's in my brand new series called Getting the Basics Right, based on James chapter 5. The subtitle says, Biblical Guidelines for Money, Relationships, Prayer, and Dealing with Wayward Believers, Friends, or Loved Ones. It is jam-packed and touches so many practical issues in our life, please order yours today by going online or by giving us a call. And remember that it comes with a study guide. And right now we're also offering you my book, which is called Signs You'll See Before Jesus Comes. 
Jesus is coming, and he gave us signs we would see just before he comes, and we need to know what the signs are. But my friend, I want to pray for you and remind you that if you need prayer, give us a call or send us an email, and the moment we hear from you, we'll begin to pray very concretely for your needs. But Father, we thank you that you want us to do right with money, and Father, whether we're the employer or the employee, help us to have a right heart and do everything we do as unto you. In Jesus' name, amen. I'll see you tomorrow. But remember Ecclesiastes 8.4, it says, where the word of a king is, there's power. Thank you for joining Rick Renner today. For more information about Rick Renner Ministries and product resources, visit renner.org and connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.